All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Rambling Radio podcast. It's Tuesday, and it's Tuesday evening. Sorry. Uh, I have been crazy busy. Usually, we get these out every Monday, and I've been super consistent, but the 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 week has been insane, and I'm not going to get you all mixed up with the details, but just believe me when I say my week has been insanity <laughs> but it's all good um we're, we're keeping it together i don't want to waste too much of your time because i tend to do that in the beginning I, I ramble a little bit but um there's some big things that i want to talk about things that you already know about and things you might not know about and uh i want to let you know before we really dive into this incredible podcast and uh this incredible guest that we had on before we do that, I do want to say just a couple of reviews, maybe even just one. Um, we've got this. We've got the, this person, Savish, Savish, Savish. The name is Savish. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, they said a cup of coffee and this. Cool. I love that. They said the best part of this podcast is that it's not really an outline show like most of the other creative podcasts. Rather, it's more like an unstaged talk show where the host Zach and his ease of walking us through these podcasts makes it to your best friends list, even though we're not we've not met great content, well researched. And the man knows what he's talking about, showing how curious he is on the topic and trying to pump out these podcasts. So we start off our day on a good note and take away some food for thought. I love that. Yes, guys, this is not like. This is not a staged podcast. Um, the research is there, but I don't, I don't try to really plan these out too much. Uh, the ones of of me solo, I, I like to have notes and I like to have an outline. Uh, but in terms of the guests, you know, it's if it goes in a certain direction, it goes there, and I'm and I'm not afraid to to let it go there. Uh, and, and not saying that, that more staged or more outlined podcasts are better. That's just something that I just didn't want to do necessarily. So if this is your first time joining in on, on the podcast, uh, now, you know, <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to another one. We got Jake, Jake for baseball. Uh, phenomenal mentor. Zach is one of those people everybody should be watching and listening to. The advice he offers for anyone is so well thought out, and it's all mostly from his own experience. I've been following for a while, and while I continue to do so. Um, oh, no, I misspoke. He said, I've been following for a while and will continue to do so. Keep it up. Uh, thank you very, very much, Jake. I appreciate that. Um, let's just do one more real quick and then we'll get into it. We got cool quaz, <laughs> my man, cool quaz. He said, so down to earth and relatable Zach. Um, I've always loved Zach because of how relatable he can be, especially when it comes to advice. He turned into quite the motivational speaker slash interviewer <laughs> and hearing him speak with guests is amazing and gives me some great insight for my own journey through filmmaking and photography. I really appreciate that guys. I'm still not a great speaker in my opinion. Um, there's so many people that just are unbelievable and I'm getting better. I, I th that's all I care about is if I, if I get better. Uh, my early podcasts, there was a lot of editing that went into these, and there's still some editing that goes into it, just because I feel like, eh, that was just, you know, that just sounded terrible. Um, and I'll take that out because I feel like it'll bore you. Uh, but f you know, for the most part, I'm getting better. So I, I really appreciate that feedback. Now we're gonna get into the podcast, but. Before we do, 
It's official, guys. It is official. The filmmaking course is officially here. I've been talking about it all over my Instagram, all over emails. If you guys are on my exclusive email list, it's been talked about all over. Today is Tuesday, and we only have three more days that this program is available. If you guys are looking to become full-time, if you're looking to gain confidence, if you're looking for direction, if you're looking for a resource or a mentor, if you're looking for a network and a community and accountability, and you want to make sure that you are in the right hands, I cannot recommend this program enough. This is not just a course, and we've had over 100 members go through this program and seen their transformations were absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited today because we're actually going to be listening to one of the members in the filmmaking course. And you're going to listen to his transformation and the amount of stuff that he's going through and how he just continues to just persevere. I mean, this guy, Luke Streggy, is 23 years old. He got married, had to deal with a divorce. Now he's battling student loans and still in a corporate job, and trying to become a full-time filmmaker and photographer. And he's only 23 years old. This kid is crazy, and I love it. And just the amount of stuff that he's going through, he's still going after it. And it's just a great reminder that no matter how bad you think your situation is, somebody's always dealing with more shit than you. You know what I mean? It's always one of those things. Somebody's always having to go through some more shit. And it's just great to kind of hear these stories and learn from them. And and it motivates us. It's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, if he's going through that, I can go through it too. You know what I mean? So that's why I want you to hear him. Um, just incredible interview. He's He's got just a lot of good stuff. And he's going to also talk about his experience with transforming himself into a full-time creative, into a full-time filmmaker. So I really want you guys to hear how he's transforming and how he can actually be full-time right now if he wanted to be, but there's something that is holding him back. And you guys are going to hear what that is that's actually holding him back. Because I've worked with him in the filmmaking course and I know exactly what he's going through and he's going to open up and tell you exactly um, what that is. It's very interesting and maybe you'll be able to relate to it a little bit. So that's all I wanted to say. I hope you guys have a great, great rest of your evening. Have a great rest of your week. Again, you have until Friday to sign up for the filmmaking course. And this program is not going to be offered for another year. So if you're on the fence and you're not sure if this is the right program, listen to this podcast and make sure you get into this before Friday at 1159 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's some amazing, amazing stuff that's coming that's brand new for this round specifically. So without further ado, here is Luke Stregge's story. Enjoy. where batman was filmed well a lot of it a lot of it was filmed there so yeah anyways dude i'm i'm stoked you're here man um (laughs) just (laughs) just the full circle moment of you walking into i think just following me on instagram or whatever Mm -hmm. out of the blue and we, we could talk about that 
and then joining the filmmaking course and then just seeing you blossom into hmm. who you are today has been very surreal for me. <laughs> I, I was I, no, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I just like, I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I, <laughs> I remember <laughs> you joined the first round of the filmmaking course Yep. and I saw your work and this was when I first, this is, this, it was the first round, I, you know, so this was very new to me and I saw your work and I'm like, oh my God how am I going to transform this guy? <laughs> I mean, you are so raw and yeah. just, just, I think just raw is the best way to put it. And, um, it's just, oh dude, it's so funny. Just, and it's only funny because of the progress you have. Right. I mean, you're completely a totally different creator. Um, right. but anyways, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm, it just makes me laugh. I'm glad you're here. Uh, anybody listening right now, Luke is a former student or a current student, I should say, of the filmmaking course and the creator's blueprint. You have graduated and, yes. um, I wanted to have you on just to inspire the people that are listening, um, and, and maybe give them a little bit of a push, whether they're wanting to make the jump full time or take the filmmaking course and really go for this and, and kind of make that leap. And so I'm really glad you're here and your transformation has been just insane. I, I just want to give some people like the background. Not a lot of people know who you are and I want to make them know who you are. I want you to be known. So um, if we can kind of talk about why you even picked up the camera in the first place, why yeah, did you go on this journey? Why did you enroll in the filmmaking course? Who were you a few years or a couple years back um, before starting this journey? Definitely. So man, I don't even know where to start. So why did I pick up a camera? I know <laughs> tough question. Were, it is a tough Answer, question. Yeah. I think it goes back to so I guess to give some perspective of people listening. So I'm 23, 23 years old and mm. it goes back to probably like middle school ish area and I was super into video games, Call of Duty, like RuneScape, all those things and I got into the YouTube community with watching like Call of Duty montages. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. How do people create those? And this was like <laughs> eighth grade Luke. And I picked up editing. So for me, it started back um, with editing back on, man, I think it was like Sony Vegas, like Pro 8 Ooh. or something like that. Like nice. way back in the day. Nice. Um, and so then I spent like a few years just scouring YouTube and with no direction with learning editing. Um, mm. and then I started taking pictures with a GoPro. So I got the, nice. I have, I still have it. It's the original GoPro. And I went on a school trip when I was in college, I studied abroad, uh -huh. um, went to Prague, Czech Republic. Okay. Um, and I took my GoPro and I just took pictures and like little videos while I was there and this was about in like 2015 and okay so four years back four years back wow okay but then 
I kind of just threw together music and threw it in an editing program and called it good and kind of just <laughs> continued on with my life. And then I, so I went to school for um, finance and then now I'm not even working in finance anymore in my, so I, I'm, I work full time and then I have, I'm a freelancer on the side yep. currently. And so I got out of college and realized that the nine to five corporate world was not for me. Um, mm. And I just, at this point, I was, I had been following you and other creators similar for like mm -hmm. five or six months. And then you had posted about that you were going to do the filmmaking course mm. and I didn't have a camera at the time. And so I was like, huh, how can I get a camera and how can I do this? Because I, it like kind of brought me back to, well, if I could make those video game edits, maybe I can do it in real life too. Right. Right. And so that kind of like the encouragement, the encouragement of watching like your journey and like other people who either were in the same place as me or just watch them, like you said, blossom from someone who wasn't great at creating or storytelling and into like right. these filmmakers. And it was just something that I wanted to do. And as soon as I connected that you could tell like a story and that was mm. mainly through like the film, filmmaking course. Cause like you said, when I came in, I was, <laughs> it was, Dude, it was raw. I think it's raw, the, man. You didn't raw. even have a camera. I remember that you didn't yeah. even have a camera. I, didn't even I remember camera. you asking me, is it okay if I join, I don't have a camera yet or something like that. Yep. I think yep. you asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> and so what insane. I bought, I love it. it. Yeah, dude. Uh, and so what I did is I found the cheapest, um, camera that could record 4k. Cause to me, that was like the most important thing. I yeah, was like, well, if sure. I can get these specs, I'll right. be the best filmmaker. Um, right. What was that so camera? It was a Panasonic G7. Yeah. Still, I still use it today. I always today. recommend that. Yeah. You do? Yeah. No uh, way. Yeah, so it's a back yeah, so it's a backup camera for some of my projects. Oh, uh, okay, got you. Yeah, no, got so you. it's not my main camera anymore. Okay, no. okay. I was about but. to be even more impressed. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh I get, we can get into gear later, but for now I'm on uh, using the Sony A7 III. So Gotcha. Okay, I knew yep. that. Yeah. Yep. Cool, but man. I guess that was that was a long winded answer to say it started with editing and then I saw the the whole youtube thing and then being honest i wanted to be an instagram influencer at first so does everybody man yeah and accept that that, that yeah declare that. i do say it out that. loud and I, declare it <laughs> i did um and then so i i took the leap and joined the filmmaking course not really knowing uh what was going to come up of it but i knew mm -hmm. that i wanted to like dedicate it and give it a shot to figure out if I could do something else um, that yeah. I'm more passionate about. Sure. What What was life like before you enrolled? What What was the thing where you were like, I want to enroll? What, what, what kind of like pushed you over the edge? Did you want to go full time? Was that the goal? Or were you just trying to get better? Yeah. So I knew, I think, so overall it was I wanted to go full time, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. Yeah. Um, just being like new to it. And yeah. the push really was, I looked at what the cost was, which for anybody listening, so worth it. And I know we can get back into that later on. And sure. I was like, well, I paid this much for a college degree that 
I'm not going to, that I don't even use anymore in my current role in the corporate mm. world. And yeah. so I was like, hmm, is it worth the tens of thousands of dollars that I spent on a college degree or just spending roughly around a thousand, I think at the time for this filmmaking course. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take a bet on myself. And it was really just the push of believing in myself and knowing that I could do something more than what I would, what I was doing my like just nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was, was there any influences that were stopping you? Was there like an environment at home that Mm -hmm. was not positive towards you doing that? Was that hard to make that leap and make that decision because of that environment? Very much so. Yeah. So, um, to give like a little bit of background. So I, so at the time I was married um, mm-hmm. And so, and that's a whole, that's a huge <laughs> Crazy, story. Man. And 23, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and my, my wife at the time um, didn't support it at all, really. And it wasn't just like her, but like some other people had doubted it. Be like, hey, you're not going to make money with that. Or mm-hmm. it's a waste of money because you're not going to get anything out of it. And mm-hmm. it was all about the money to them. And it wasn't necessarily about doing something that you enjoyed. And so, yeah, really, I just, I received pretty much pushback throughout the whole thing. uh, Wow. For like the past, like throughout the whole journey. Yeah. Uh, And it was just something that I accepted and uh, just continued to push through. So I totally get anyone who's out there where like they, not necessarily the same exact situation as me. Mm-hmm. But if you are receiving like pushback or doubt from others, it's just, it's super worth it. And you're, if you're interested at all, even if you don't want to go full time, it's just super worth to take, take the risk and, uh, believe in yourself. To yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. Those, those are reward. Those that take risk are rewarded. And it's so, so true. Um, and it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the money thing. Like when I first started, um, just like you, I was trying to be an influencer, right? And yeah. my dad just did not see the opportunity of any of this. And this was, this wasn't even now. This was, you know, six years ago or five years ago when um, things on YouTube were really st- popping off more than ever. And, um, it, it's just, it wasn't like it was today where it's like, everybody knows now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until he saw me start gaining some success where he was like, okay, wow, this is actually possible. I didn't understand this. Like this, this is a real thing. Yeah. And, um, do you, have you, have you gotten that yet? Have you gotten that kind of acceptance now because you are traveling and doing gigs and doing weddings and making a lot of money now with a camera. Have you gotten more acceptance or is there still maybe a little pushback even? No. So like the majority of my friend group family and everybody, like as they started to see me progress and it wasn't necessarily like the money aspect, but as when they started seeing me progress and gain that momentum, they started to understand that that was really like what I truly wanted to do. 
Mm. And so they, so when they saw that it was really not going to, it wasn't just like a fad or like a phase that I was going through, they started to back me up and support me. And so like right now, compared to when I first started, which was what your the first round of the filmmaking course was it like was it March of 2018 or was it, was, it May of Oh dude that's I know it was over a year ago now It was over a year ago Yeah, yeah. it was like a year and 4 months ago or something like that I know dude, yeah I think crazy. I may have signed up in the, in March of 2018 but Okay uh, then it was yeah, yeah that so, sounds right that sounds yeah. right Okay And so since then complete total different world for me now um Yeah and yeah, I just have a lot of support and people encouraging me. And yeah. So it's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's huge, man. Um, you don't, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but yeah, go ahead. You know, um, how difficult was it when your wife wasn't so supportive? What was, what was kind of the process? For you, I mean, we. I, I know it's kind of a tough question, no, you're, but like, no, I'm open. But people preach like, if someone is not supporting you to the max, then they're not right for you, and you need to eliminate them mm-hmm. from your life. And it's so easy to say that, especially when it's even just, especially when it's a friend, right. even a best friend, it starts getting real hard, especially. Um, you know, a friend like, like my girlfriend, she has like some of her, some of her best friends are more like sisters because they grew up together. And if like, for some crazy reason, they like broke up that friendship for whatever reason, that would be heartbreaking. And now you having your, like your having your wife not support, that's gotta be probably the hardest thing anybody could ever go through what i mean what process was that like what were you thinking what was going through your head like what am i gonna do (laughs) right no that was exactly what was going through my head Uh, sure (laughs) no and honestly i didn't really know what to do and so i decided that i would just ask for forgiveness which isn't always the correct thing to do um right and Essentially, I so at first I tried to explain like why it was important to me mm-hmm. and how because the money wasn't the issue in terms of like being able to afford it because I you because I, I had planned planned it out and things like that okay. paycheck and stuff sure but it was more so that she knew that when I did this most likely there would be time that would be taken away from her like our time spent together mm-hmm. outside of work. Um, yep. she was a full she's a full-time or she was a full-time grad student at the time okay. so she was super busy gotcha. and so the time that we did have together was kind of minimal because she was always studying and I was either working or then it turned into working plus working outside of work right and, right um, and so I guess really I kind of just I had to like mentally just decide that that's what was going to be best for us in terms of future and building a better life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she wasn't going to understand because she's a very, she was a very results-driven person. And so she yep. needed to see proof um, before the vision. So Right, yeah. right. Well, you made it to the other side. I did. And um, 
I, I really, I don't know many people actually, I'll be honest. I don't know anybody that has gone through that, especially at your age to pursue this dream of yours, of, of uh, probably everybody listening, like wanting yeah. to create content, have creative freedom and be able to travel and have their own schedule and have their own business. Um, and you know, a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And you are really, you're not only are you walking the walk, but you're making a damn statement doing it with Thank these you, decisions man. that you're making. I, I have not had those kind of hardships that you've had. Um, but even my girlfriend, when we first started dating, I was where you were at when you started the filmmaking course. And she and I started to have a lot of issues and we mm -hmm. had almost broken up a few times early on in our relationship. Um, and it's actually kind of like crazy that we're even here today just with the stuff that we went through um, yeah. because it's tough. You know, you're traveling, um, you're, you're really making a lot of sacrifices to do this and, and make a name for yourself and, and get your work out there. Um, so it's, you know, I just, I just have to, I, I keep acknowledging you, but I'm, oh, I'm yeah. inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired to break up with my girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Absolutely yeah. not. No. Absolutely not. Um, anyway, so now let, let's talk, what, what kind of projects are you working on these days? What are you, what are you excited about? What have you done recently that like really fired you up? What, what, what are you doing these days? Yep. So I will start with what has really fired me up and then go into more of like what's keeping me in business, right? So like what I'm sure. making the most yeah. amount of money from. And so, man, just recently, and I know you know him pretty pretty well, uh, Lewis mm -hmm. Howes. Uh, I filmed his Summit of Greatness for this this year, and that was back in September, so a little over a month ago. And man, it was just... It had been a vi like a dream slash it was on my vision board to work with Lewis Howes like from the beginning. And so just pushing um, and making those connections and having people like helping you out, but also when they see you prog progress, being yeah. willing to advocate for you. Yeah. And it was just something that I honestly didn't think I was going to have the opportunity to do so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I had gotten the opportunity and i know you helped with a connection which is super appreciative and of course man you deserve yeah, it man and i had pitched lewis um personally through his instagram um and then also talked with his video manager yep and shout out to tiff if you're yep. listening to this tiff tyler and we got to get her on the podcast too yeah, by the way she's awesome yeah yeah and so that was just something that was kind of like a pipe dream that turned into a reality and mm. so it was something that I was super hyped up about and just the whole, the whole experience that I, it was a three day conference and those whole three days, Lewis told me, I was like, so what do you want me to film? Mm -hmm. And he said, let's just make something epic. <laughs> and, and that's all <laughs> he told me. Classic. <laughs> and so I was like, you got it. Um, and a fun fact for that one was he had reached out to me a week before the event. And he was like, oh, and bring your drone too. Because I had had drone footage in some of my videos, but it was all my friends' drones. And so I was That's like, right. yes, sir. Or just say yes. And yeah, so yeah. I, 
the next day I went to to B and H and bought 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 the Mavic two. Didn't know how to fly it. I was like, we're gonna figure this out as we go. And flew it for the first time in Ohio because um, that's where the the conference was. And just the experience there with meeting all those phenomenal speakers and then all the people who attended the summit, just apart from the storytelling and me being able to capture it, mm-hmm. just really opened my eyes to what's out there um, in terms of everybody has a passion. That was just something that really fired me up. And mm-hmm. then going more into like the income side of things, because I know that's why everybody's like, well, how do I go full time? Right. Yeah. And so weddings, I'm pretty, I'm about a year into the wedding business um, mm-hmm. for myself. And so I have a person, mm-hmm. I recently started to branch out from, this was through the, something I picked up in the creator's blueprint nice. um, from a personal brand and then my wedding business mm-hmm. and branching out there. But yep. in terms of that, really, I, and that my, I, so I shot my first wedding in September of last year. So to September, 2018. Wow. And my friend was getting married and I was like, Hey, do you need a videographer? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you can come film it. And she said, and I was like, cool, I'll do it for free. <laughs> and there so, you go. cause I didn't want any, pre- like, it was like, how can I, it's these people, it's the one day in their lives that they're going to like remember forever. Yeah. When they become and they're married. your friends and they're my friends. Yeah. And so I was like, what a better way to start. And I really didn't know what to do. So I just spent, this was a couple months after the filmmaking course. Okay. And, um, but then I was like, well, how do I shoot a wedding? And so yeah. I just went to YouTube and just scoured that. Yep. Um, and when I, I bought a gimbal cause I was like, that's what all the cool filmmakers use. Right. Um, I didn't even have a purpose for it, but I bought right. one and then I went and shot it. And then really I got hooked on the storytelling aspect and the emotions and everything just revolving a wedding day. Yeah. Um, and from there I've, man, I think last year I shot 17 or 18 weddings from that mm-hmm. point or like from, from September to now. Um, yeah. And then next year it's crazy because as you progress, my first nine weddings that I shot and we can get into uh, money specifics if you want to. The first nine weddings that I shot now for the next year is the equivalent of three that I've booked. Wow. So there we go. A third of the work for the yep. same amount of money. Yeah. So it's just pretty crazy how quickly you can progress. It's it's crazy how, you know, a lot of people don't like weddings and I, I don't I don't care if you like them or don't like them mm-hmm. because when you're just getting started, it's an amazing, amazing event to work on your skills get paid a lot of money and give yourself time and freedom to do other things you know when i first got started with weddings i didn't know what i was doing and the more weddings i got the more i was like wait a second i'm making thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. my weeks are free and now I can go shoot the things that I really want to shoot if, exactly. you know, you're someone that didn't like weddings. But it sounds like you right. actually really enjoy them and you enjoy the storytelling of them, which is totally yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. So overall, I do. And then yeah. um, 
getting into like more of like personal work recently with telling some short films and really or not telling creating short films like uh i'd visited chicago just this past week right, and I right. Had the day to capture just pretty much the essence of the city and i'll be coming out with like a two minute or so film on that just with my narration and like my vision of what i experienced that day so like everything just seemed to kind of click for you it it wasn't overnight but i was able to see your progress and see your compositions get better and your use of lighting get better and the color grading get better but maybe your pacing was still kind of off yep. like with the song and yep. whatnot or creating that kind of that goosebumpy feeling we didn't quite get there with you know that maybe some added sound design or finding that right moment to put in the right place at the right time of the song you know all these little things and then over time it just started getting better and better and better and then it everything just clicked and now you're telling these really beautiful stories of these wedding days where you don't even need that much audio or speaking Mm -hmm. it's really just the song the sound design and the moments that you capture yep create this, this incredible story um and and that transformation that you had was is it was just really really cool to see that especially for me and i'm sure your friends and people around yeah. you your clients like yeah huge um what and, yeah i'm sorry go ahead no you're good and just a quick like addition to like the progression so mm-hmm. it was funny because when i started weddings i would bring a gimbal a monopod like tripods a bunch of audio stuff, like two or three yeah. cameras. And then now, it, apart from the ceremony, it's just I'm, I'm using one lens and then my Sony a7 III handheld about 95% of the day. Yeah. And, and I use a little Sony recorder for the speeches and that's it. Yeah. So I guess the point with that is as you, as you progress, less is, less is definitely more. Oh yeah. With your creativity and your freedom. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. Like the more equipment these creators are are using, the more it feels like artificial almost. It's like this super staged thing and it doesn't feel like real. It's so, it's kind of weird. It really takes you out of it. Like if you watch any movie or yeah, I mean really any movie these days, it feels so just realistic. Like you're there. And I think with like more, like with more equipment and more equipment, it's just, it kind of creates this, like, I don't know, this artificial feeling. I don't know if that's the right word to describe it. No, I, I definitely agree with you because with things like with weddings or anything that focuses on emotion, um, and evoking that emotion, really just having that genuine, the genuine capturing is going to be miles ahead of a perfect slider shot or right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because the more equipment you use, you really have to have serious purpose when it comes to using it. You know, in the movies, everything they use has some sort of purpose, even if it's like the smallest little thing. And even if it's something that's not even in the screen, it's like off camera, like every little itty bitty detail has purpose and it works in 
the story. And I see a lot of filmmakers these days, especially on YouTube, try to add in all of these things because they're trying to show, hey, I own this piece of equipment or, hey, I know how to do this. Check this out. And it just becomes um, just just too much where it takes away from what's actually happening here. And it's just really interesting to see that. And I, I've, you know, I've fallen into that trap. You know, I had the gimbal, the camera, the drone, um, the many, many different lenses and focal lengths and all that stuff. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but you have to have purpose with it. Your focal length exactly. has to have purpose. Um, why are you shooting wide right now? Why are you shooting really tight? Are you trying to make mm-hmm. us feel claustrophobic or you just think like the bokeh looks cool? You know what I mean? Right. It's There's no, a exactly. huge difference there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what, what did I want to ask you? Um, oh, when, when you were taking the filmmaking course and you started yes. networking with creators, you started building your creative network. I did. How, yeah. how did that, how did that help you with your, mental health with just you know having that support even with like pricing and just like learning new things what was that like when you started finally building that creative network having creative friends yes and so like i think my first like genuine connection um within like the creative friend network came from the filmmaking course. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, yes, Dillion. Mike. Yep, back My out man. in Texas. <laughs> and so essentially, and we still talk pretty much on like a daily basis. But so as I started to build the, those connections, just really having that honest feedback and then the candid conversations in terms of pricing, are we progressing? Because you don't want to send someone a video and be like, oh yeah, it's freaking, that's like awesome. But when it really sucks, um, for me, I've accepted that any type of con- like feedback is face on the surface level constructive, unless mm-hmm. if like someone's purposely being mean. But yeah. most of the time, there's a per- there's a reason someone said that, and so sure. just being open to receiving like the feedback, the connections, and then as I continued to build it, I reached out to local filmmakers in my area as I started to gain confidence uh, mm-hmm. in myself and my work mm-hmm. to just meet up, shoot with them, super casual. Um, yeah. And then started building relationships with like you um, and other creatives that I saw on Instagram or YouTube that I looked up to or saw growing and just, yeah, just really just being genuine and being friendly was the biggest thing for me because if you're like, oh yeah, you have like 50,000 followers, I want to be your friend so I can try to piggyback off your following. Right. That's not going to, that's not going to work. Nope. How, I, I know you know networking was important but did your viewpoint of networking change after you started working with lewis and the summit of greatness and yes and getting there first of all and then what you were able to do while you were there did it open your eyes where you're like wow (laughs) yes it did like every day the creatives that I met there and worked with, but then also just listening to Lewis and all the speakers, man, it was pretty, it, like, I was like, there's no way tomorrow is going to blow my mind. But every day just broke down barriers and mm-hmm. opened my mind to what really is possible because you hear all these stories, but they're genuine. So you see where they came from and see where they're at. 
And it was all through being their true self and being passionate about what their what their message is and what their brand is. Mm-hmm. And really, I think the biggest thing was I was I, re- I remember I was sitting I w- helped out with a mastermind so Lewis's mastermind yep and I was listening to some of the ways that the mastermind um, members were speaking yeah and like I just remember one person was talking about where they were like three years ago to where they are now yeah and it was just like they had gone from someone in like my position or your because pres- i know you were a personal trainer before yeah 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 so and this i think this person was a personal trainer oh and wow they went from a personal trainer to like leading this like huge company yeah and it was all built by themselves and their network wow but then that wasn't just the single occurrence and it was like everyone there the biggest takeaway was just the pure like vulnerability that people had with each other. Because mm-hmm. like when you're up there on the outside, I know prior to being like becoming more creative and storytelling, mm-hmm. it's easy to think that, oh, these people like were handed this or yeah. they didn't work hard for it. Right. But then when you see it like as them as a person instead of just on social media, it yeah. was just like it really just opened up my eyes to like what is possible. Networking, man. You put, yeah, you put yourself in a room of people that are trying to strive and do massive things. You're going to yeah. learn so much faster yes. than anything on YouTube, trying to Google it yourself. Just the shortcut that you can have when you put yourself in a place with like-minded people is insane. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super glad you had that experience. And what's crazy is sometimes people always ask like, how do you network? Like, how do you like link up with like these high level people and get them to hire you and like all these different things. Sometimes you even have to invest in it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you Mm -hmm. even have to invest in the network because you have to, you, you really have to trust yourself knowing that this is going to pay off. I know this is going to pay off. And that's what's so great about, you know, uh, the filmmaking course, mm-hmm. the a mastermind, um, some sort of program that creatives cr- like put up or, or whatever. Um, you know, even me, I, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on a uh, mastermind myself just so I could learn somebody that I looked up to, I I wanted to learn their secrets and then also get hired by people that are close to them. You know what I mean? Yep. Because they're making millions of dollars and if they can make millions of dollars, well, they can afford my services. And obviously you got to do it with someone that you actually respect and look up to. You're not doing that just to, just to piggyback off of their success or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, you really, there's so many different ways to network and you got to think outside the box and sometimes you have to invest. And that's kind of what you did. You, without even knowing it, you kind of invested into what I was doing and it brought you to some really cool things. And now you're going to China or (laughs) wherever you're going. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) so no you're good so yeah november or december of next year so 2020 um and it's someone i met um i'd followed on instagram for like over a year um Mm -hmm. and i met him at loose at the summit of greatness yes and he was like hey my uh his name's jord hammond on instagram super Mm -hmm. nice guy um and he was like hey my name's jordan i'm a photographer 
And so like, he was just super humble. And I was like, Hey, I follow your work. And then from there, you just had those conversations. And I mentioned that I wanted to go to China or New Zealand. Mm. And right away he was just like, dude, come to China with me. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> and crazy, so, dude. so we're going to China for a month, uh, next year. And wow. we're going to, in the next month or so we're planning out, it's going to be like a pure content creation trip to where almost every day is going to be planned out for a month. Holy so it's super stoked. shit. It's going to be sick. Just you and him. Yes. Just me and him. And then, yeah, just crazy dude. Traveling around China. Oh my and God. So he'll of course be doing photography and then right. I'll be, uh, you'll be doing the video, some stories. Yep. Yeah, dude, that's so, going to be a trip of a lifetime. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Unbelievable, dude. Um, well, yeah. I'm excited to see what you create. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of pressure on you now. It is now. Yeah. I put it out in the world. Now I got to perform. No, it'll be fun. That's right. Uh, and in terms of like just traveling a little bit more locally, because I know I'm a super big into travel. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing. Apart from the Instagram influencer, goes hand in hand. I want to be a travel filmmaker, right? There you go. And uh, still want to be, but mm-hmm. in different in a different purpose now than initially than the flashy music the flashy transitions right and now more so like purposeful storytelling right yeah um but through filmmaking in the past um like six months i've gone to four different states yeah um, within and been paid for it um, nice within the u.s and so it's just pretty it's incredible how your passion can align with something that you're also passionate about yeah, and get paid for it yeah, when you put in work and connection building and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you are really serious and want to put in the work, anybody that knows how to work a camera and knows the type of content to create can travel the world for free. If they really know how to do it right, anybody that knows how to use a camera properly and not just use the camera properly, but create the right content that makes them attractive to certain brands, they should be able to travel the world for free. And from personal experience, I have a a good friend. He just moved to, so I, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri Mm -hmm. way back when, um, I was introducing myself. I had a friend who just moved to Denver, but just like Zach just said, he went to Cambodia, Bali, Thailand, and another place in Indonesia. Yep. All for free. Wow. And it was all from just like he reached out to different hostels, different companies, yep. and just made videos while he traveled. Yep. And you, if you want to travel, like like Zach said, just it's out there. The opportunity's there. Yep. That's it. Yep. Just become resourceful, and you got it. Yep. It's really that yep. simple. Um, yeah. When you were taking the filmmaking course, and you're kind of, you know, going through this process, what kind of light bulbs were you oh, yeah. having? Like, was there, was there a certain turning point for you where things started clicking? And and not just that, but like when you started seeing opportunity, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, wow all right, I got this and here's how to, how I can keep doing this. You know what I mean? Almost every module in the filmmaking course, um, there was some sort of light bulb. I know but the biggest one for me was composition mm. and then also the use of natural light. Yeah. Because I, it was just like something just clicked 
to where I was like, wow, you can actually shoot. Like the Revenant was all natural light. Yep. And it just blew my mind. So I watched like right after that module, there was a module with that referenced the Revenant. Yep. And I watched that movie like four times. Yeah. Like just right after that. And it was just, that was something then it just clicked to where you can make something even with a non-expensive camera or even your phone look incredible mm-hmm. with the use of composition and natural light. Yep. And so just really focusing on that with the storytelling yeah. was something that just yeah. kind of like propelled me forward. What would you say to someone that's on the fence for this and they want to do it, but they're just not quite sure it's the right fit or they don't want to make the investment. They're just not mm-hmm. sure. They're like, eh, it's, you know, 997. I just bought a lens that costs 600. Yep. You know, I just bought this equipment. You know, what, like, what would you say to someone that is kind of like on the fence of making this, making this leap? Touching on what made me take the leap was more so, I, I just knew there was more out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Or I, I had some sense of, that there was something more out there but then looking back the 997 or what the price that you're going to have it at is very i mean it's very reasonable in terms of the value that you get out of it because at first i was like wow this is a lot of money Mm -hmm. to me as someone who had just gotten out of college or even if you're in high school or wherever you are in your life yeah a thousand dollars is a thousand dollars and really when you had preached and others had talked about that this will teach you how to make way more than a thousand dollars and it was more so like the mindset thing that i received from it so if you're on the fence it just really opened my the filmmaking course opened my eyes to so many different aspects of not just using a camera Mm -hmm. but like life in general because like it's once you see a nice composed shot or some natural light peeking through a window or columns you can never unsee it right and so it just opens your eyes to and makes like it made the world and like a better light of perspective for me sure yeah it's 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 the it's the coaching calls right it's the community it is the coaching calls because you learn like what i what i price things at and specific things like you learn my my pricing you learn someone else's pricing I, i don't know if you're in the, the, I don't know if you're in this round, but there was one specific case where one of the members in the filmmaking course had just really specific knowledge on a certain type of pricing for like a big, like a fact, like this massive factory, this huge company wanted video work done. And I didn't have that much experience with it. Um, and but luckily someone in the uh, one of the members like worked for a company similar to that and basically gave them the blueprint of like no you're gonna actually charge this This. and it just shocked the person he was like like, that can't be legal (laughs) no yeah you're (laughs) right i mean yeah yeah Yeah, you're right no the community was huge man Uh, because i know i came with questions but then people would come with questions that I didn't think of, but that then helped me. But then also just throughout the course of building that camaraderie with everyone, because you're all there to get better and help each other out. So. Yeah. It's dude, I, man, every time I work with like a new creator, um, someone that I just like meet up and like, I just get to watch them shoot. I learned so much. Like I don't even ask yeah. questions. Like, like when I first met up with, 
Amos, um, and we mm-hmm. shot together. You know, I was just kind of starting my photography journey and he was already deep in it. And, you know, I didn't even ask him questions, but just watching the way he composed shots and, you know, walking around and seeing like, oh, he stopped to take a photo there. I wonder why. And then seeing the end result, I learned so much. And so to surround yourself in that kind of environment, virtually or in person, and you've you've even met um filmmaking members in person which is super yes, cool i have that's yep. f- that's amazing um, and not even from my class so i have met people from my class but then also oh and the alumni the group access yeah, yeah the alumni yeah. group that's yep. amazing I, yeah. I i even forgot about that that's amazing yeah you're yeah <laughs> um anyways what was i what was i saying before that i totally forgot um, uh, watching other creators work. Oh, I, I think I made my point. Anyways. You're, yeah, I think so. Um, what What are you excited about in the future? I know, obviously, you're going to China, and that's like a trip of a lifetime. What are you, what are your plans for the future? What are you looking forward to? What's kind of, what's kind of the vision for you now with all these yeah. reps and projects under your belt? Yeah, definitely. So for any of those out there who are doing it or want to work a nine to five or any type of part-time job plus freelance on the side mm-hmm. will understand that there's a lot of pressure there in terms of, I mean, you really, just, you have to want it. Um, and so what I'm really like excited about is I know I've reached certain in the past few months, there's been like aspects of burnout, right? Yeah. Because I'll go to work and then continue to work like another six, seven hours that night on, on my business. Yeah. And it does get better. Um, but mostly for now that I see what's possible and like what I've made, um, on my own with the freelance, um, business is just making that transition or jump into doing it full time. Yep. And I know that's something that I never even thought would be possible really. And I know I wanted to do it initially, like I had mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. However, I knew, like, I just said it out loud that that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't really believe it at that point. But then now, with all these tools that I've learned from, like, the filmmaking course, Creators Blueprint, um, from other creatives, just um, building that network, it really is, it's a lot more po- possible than you really think it is with whatever point in your life you are right now. Yeah. And just, I, so I, right now, the, t- the plan is to work another year and then no matter where I'm at just jump into full time and yep. so I know initially it was going to be it was like three years or so down the road I right. was like oh, I can I, I enjoy having this consistent paycheck plus this fluff money or right. whatever from do you, do you want freelancing. to tell do you want to tell people why yeah you're doing that why yes. are you still why haven't you made Working. the jump yet because you let's say college loans aside everything aside yes. Could you be full time right now if you yes. didn't have that, right? Yes, one hundred percent. For what? One hundred percent. I would be. Yes, I would be full time right now. <laughs> right um, now. So why right aren't now. you full time right now? Let's talk about it. Yeah, definitely. And so, through the company that I work at, they're a part of prior to picking up the camera. Um, so at the very start of twenty eighteen. I started going back to school part-time for a master's Mm -hmm. because it was something that my company offered and it was basically quote unquote free money um, to use. 
and go back to school because they help with tuition and pay the tuition. Yep. And essentially the catch, which for anybody who enjoys the corporate world, it's an awesome opportunity. Yes. But the, the, the thing that you have to do is that once you complete the degree, mm-hmm. you have to stay for two years from that end date or you have to pay it all back. Wow. And so obviously with my time frame, um, to give some perspective for people, I graduate in the spring of next year of 2020. And I was going to have to stay until the middle of 2022 if I wanted to pay $0 back. Right. And that was something that, I mean, it's really in my head every day because you're just, you go to work and it's not that I don't, I don't like, I don't hate my job, but it's just something it's like, I could be doing so much else. It's not your dream. Right. It's not my dream. Mm -hmm. And just the time you spend, it just gets more and more draining whenever you see that you could be out pursuing a dream. And Mm -hmm. for me, the biggest thing was believing myself and having just, cause I'm always taken aback whenever people compliment me still, because I know I see, and I'm sure every creative is like this, but I see myself one place like, and I know that I'm progressing, but then how like the timeline of getting somewhere like to go full time mm-hmm. is like way ahead of what other people think. Right. right? Cause they right. see stuff that you can't see on a daily basis. Right. And so really just receiving that support encouragement in terms of being able to do it, just believe just the shift was, I just decided that what's going to be more important to me and taking a risk or not taking the risk and just because it's like three more years of my like three more years from now right if i didn't want to pay anything back right so i decided when the opportunity came up for me to travel and it wasn't just the travel but it was the realization of this is something i get super hyped about Mm -hmm. um just to make that jump and i will have to pay some of it back but it's something that you're just okay with and yeah do you want and so in terms of like how much right yeah um because people are like what is only like ten thousand dollars no so the masters that i um with the school that i was going to because they're like you can go anywhere you just have this amount to spend a year right right i was like cool i'm gonna go to the most expensive college great idea right (laughs) um and so the degree itself is fifty five thousand, and so aside from student loans and I had a little bit of student loans myself right now. However, it was under 20,000. So mm-hmm. that would have been doable to go full-time right now. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that 55, it was kind of like daunting to me. Like, man, how would you ever pay that off? Um, right. And it's really just not, I mean, you have to worry about it, but not worrying it in the sense of the what ifs, because there's just so much opportunity out there. And then when you put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, where I think is where the most growth happens. Right. It's so hard because when you work a corporate job, you have a financial ceiling, right? Any kind of corporate job, no matter how high you go as a CEO, there's always some sort of ceiling. And to break out of the mindset of, I don't have a ceiling anymore, is very difficult and it seems extremely unattainable until you start meeting people that are doing some pretty fucking epic things yeah and yeah sorry you go ahead no no just meeting the like the fucking epic things is like when like people like lewis or even like yourself with 
creating these courses and helping other creatives become full-time, just seeing the transformations within you all and seeing it's possible, like you said, is just really where you're like, if you, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially so. when you meet them, you're like, wait a sec. Right. Like meeting Lewis. I'm like, what? Yeah. You, you, you're <laughs> worth how much? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're just a guy. <laughs> right. No offense, Lewis, if you're listening to this, I love you, but you're a guy, you're a dude. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. Understanding that there is no financial ceiling. And that's why I talk about when I, when I met a, um, a filmmaker that was making five grand per project when I was charging Mm -hmm. way less than that. I'm like, wait a second, you know, we're pretty close to the same level to a degree. Like I'm going to start charging more and it, kind of gives you that permission or, or opens your mind, get kind of, you know, shatters that one of your, you know, ceilings, if you will, um, and, and inspires you and gives you the confidence to start charging more. And then you go ahead and you, you meet another creative and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I typically charge around 10 or 12 grand for these projects. And then that 55 K in student loans starts to feel smaller and smaller and smaller it starts to feel like chump change almost when you really right. start meeting some some serious people and and then you start experiencing the growth yourself you know like mm-hmm. I, I made a video and i kind of i might have mis, misspoke a little bit um i'm not really sure but i made that desk or the office video i don't know if you yes. saw that on youtube right yep and i'm sitting at my desk right now and it's 300 bucks and I said, I love this desk and it's absolutely affordable and it's $300. And I got a lot of flack for that. A lot of comments in the, in the comment section was like, $300 affordable? <laughs> you Like you pricked or something like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yep. wow, like, I, wow, two years ago, I guess, yeah, $300 two years ago was a lot of money. And it's not yep. a lot of money to me anymore, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but it's 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 just that it's that journey, it's that path, it's that growth where you are always advancing. And you look back one year ago, and you have a totally different shift, totally oh, yeah. different mindset. Um, and yeah, you keep you just keep shattering those glass ceilings. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I started like I mentioned doing a free wedding and then after that someone was like hey can you do my wedding and i was like sure 600 bucks mm-hmm. uh, and then when they accepted that i was like this is wild yeah. and i was like wait <laughs> this is already like a little over half of what the filmmaking course cost me right that's right and at that point and then inch by inch you continue to raise your prices and i i still remember um, my first a thousand dollar project, and I got, like got so emotional. I was like, "This is it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I just need fifty of these a year. I can live off of it. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and it was just, it's crazy how your mindset shifts. Because now I look at like the a thousand dollar projects. It's still like a good chunk of money. Sure, but it, you view it way differently as your perspective changes. So like now. I guess roughly um, for weddings, I'm charging starting around like 3,500 to 4,500. Good for you. And then thank you. And 
we got to boost those up. We got to boost those up a little bit more. I do need to boost those up. (laughs) We got to keep going, man. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk after the podcast. We will. (laughs) But just just perspective of going from not having a paid gig ever, Mm -hmm. um, taking a filmmaking course, starting to see like my worth and like I can do it, Mm -hmm. to having all the every piece of gear that I want to tell my stories, paid off through working having extra money to start saving. And it's just, I know I thought it was going to take at least two or three years to even start to gain momentum to get to where, what I was making in my full-time job. Right. Right. And so for 2020, I'm pretty confident that it's not all about the money, but it's not, it's a nice measurement, right? Um, Got to pay the bills. You got to pay the bills Yeah. to where I'll be able to work, um, a lot less time and make the same amount of money. Yeah. If you considering like if you continue to progress and all that stuff, sure. you still have to work at it. Right. And I will say I do get if I looked back, I know you say this and a lot of other people say this, but I don't know if I would have wanted if I would start now looking back in terms of the business side because mm. of how much work it is. Yeah. But it's so fulfilling as you as you progress. Yeah. I don't believe that anymore. I've gotten to the point you don't believe where that anymore? no, this is I want this. Yeah. Yes. I've had I've yep. had my own growth period. Um Good. maybe like I don't know. I think I made that entrepreneur video on YouTube and I had that mindset yep. and I think that was like seven months ago or yep. something like that. Something I don't like know. That. And yeah, my mindset has really shifted on that. Um, I've worked on my mindset a ton and there's a ton of mindset that I teach in the filmmaking course, the creator's blueprint, whatever. Um, I bring that to the table because that alone has changed my life. Um, and, and just like we talked about shattering that ceiling, that's mindset. That's not like, that's not anything physical that is having a mindset of, you know, there are a limitless amount of possibilities here. Um, especially when you, when you meet the right people, um, but, uh, what was I saying before that? Um, I don't know. What, what were you saying before that? I got space. Just talking about, no, you're good. I was, I was, I was touching on like how mentally, um, frustrating that like the business side of things can be. Oh yeah. Like, and you're like, why aren't right. people booking, booking right, 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 right. But a lot of it, a lot of that does come down to the networking, the connections, and then how you present yourself. Yeah. And as you present yourself, you shoot what you show. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you're putting out there is what you want people to see what you represent. Right. Yep. And so if you want to be in like making 15, $20,000 a gig, which isn't unreasonable, essentially you just have to present yourself as that 15 or $20,000 filmmaker. Right. Yeah. Um, because there, like you said, there's no ceiling. Right. Yeah. You got to, even if it feels kind of icky, you have to put yourself in a kind of an alter ego where I am worth this much. I am this person already, or it will never happen. That was like a huge mental shift breakthrough for me and has completely changed the way I thought about business and even just like life relationships and stuff like that. It's like, if I had millions of dollars, what kind of person would I be right now? And in order to get there, you have to become that person right now. 
that's where the yes. fake it till you make it comes. It's not, it's Grant Cardone. I don't know if you follow him. At, I do. I've read all. some of his books. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, he just put out yeah. like an Instagram post on faking it till you make it. And I totally agreed with him. It's not about posting Lambos or cars in your Instagram post. It's if somebody says no to you and, and rejects you for your price point, but then you still show up the next day and present the same exact price. You don't go down, you don't go down at all. And you, you stand mm-hmm. your ground and you act like you just, yeah. you just made that amount of money. You just did get that booking. Even yes. if you didn't, that is faking it till you make it. And that, that shift right there has changed just changed my whole way of thinking just <laughs> everything that oh, i do dude. yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah no matter how uncomfortable so. it makes you feel because it is very uncomfortable especially is, yeah. when you're getting rejected and like you're maybe you don't have that much money right now sitting in your bank account you start feeling a little smaller and smaller um but if you can break past that and really become that version of yourself that's that's already doing these big projects. Um, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna get there a lot faster. And so I agree. Making investments and trusting at yourself that you're gonna get the return. A lot of people that invest yes. in things, like for me, when I invested in in that that mastermind, um, you know, I could have thought like, oh man, this is you know ten thousand dollars. Um, I'm losing like $10,000 is, is I am erasing that out of my bank account, yep. but it isn't that yep. you're, you're buying, you're buying, you're buying something in return. And because it's not physical just yet, it's really hard for people to, to gulp that down, I guess, if that makes sense. No, I, no, I a hundred percent agree. Cause that was the same mindset for me going into the filmmaking course. And then I know, it was a lot shorter of a time period, but I was also on the edge for the creator's blueprint. If you yeah. remember that, I was messaging That's back right. and forth. That's right. Yeah. And that was really like the, that was another shift for me, my mindset, right? Yeah. Because it's when you start viewing investments in yourself as worth more than whatever that base price is listed on the site or wherever you're purchasing it. Yeah. And just understanding that you're going to gain so much more value that, like you said, is intangible to you present. Yeah. But then when you look back, you're like, holy shit, like I'm here because of that. Right. This connected this dot. Right. Yeah. 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 How, just out of curiosity, how different was it from going from first edition filmmaking course from a year and a half later to what it is now? It's so different because I go back for anyone listening with each iteration of the filmmaking course, with since you get access to it, mm-hmm. which is incredible, you I go back and I learn something new every time. There's like something, a concept that I want to touch up on, yeah, or anything like that. It's just it's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot of extra value past my just initial course. Yes, absolutely. So, and I'm I'm yeah. so pumped for this round because yes. we have three guest speakers now. So okay. we've got Tyler Babin coming on yep. and he's doing the entire behind the scenes branding, marketing and workflow Sweet. for Gary Vaynerchuk and how he goes and does that content. Um, so you're getting the behind the scenes look on that. You got Logan Armstrong, who is giving you a behind the scenes look of beautiful destinations, not only how to brand yourself to work for a company like Beautiful Destinations, 
but he has a very interesting Final Cut Pro and After Effects workflow that he's going to be going over. Um, and then you have Edward Lee, who's going yes, who's going to yes. be going over um, spec work and exactly how to create the type of work that's going to get you hired by a big dream client and a brand. And he's going to show the entire behind the scenes and workflow from start to finish of how he went about going and getting hired by an actual brand and the emails and the pitching and the actual content. Um, so we have that. And Dude, that's just making me hyped up yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, we're still going. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just getting started now. And, <laughs> and and you and what's great about this is once you invest, that's it. Every time we go over something completely new, all this new added material you get access to. And you don't have to pay an extra dime or any of that bullshit, which is really nice. Um, so on top of that, we are now adding photography so it is not it is no longer the filmmaking course anymore it is film it is photo i am going over exactly how i would do a campaign i have the pleasure of working with a really premium brand that i haven't done anything for just yet and i'm waiting to record the entire behind the scenes my mindset of okay like, why should I be doing this for this brand? The actual camera settings that I'll be using, the lighting, everything, and then the final product and the editing of the final product. And everyone, including yourself, is gonna see that entire workflow from brainstorming to um, shooting to final product. Because that's really like, that is what's going to change the game for like if I was a student like that, just l- knowing that and seeing that is like, it's everything. Like you can learn, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, you can learn about composition and whatnot, but if you don't actually see it unfold in the field, it's, yep. you're missing a really important element. So there's that. And then, um, and then the, the VIP day, we're doing that again, um, which I'm really pumped about. So if anybody's listening and they have no idea what it, what the VIP day is, um, we are picking one winner out of the the group that signs up for the filmmaking course this round. We're picking one winner to come to LA, all expenses paid, putting you up in a really really nice hotel, and we're going to spend twenty four hours together and sh- and shoot photography, video, whatever it is that you want to do and um, just have an incredible time in Los Angeles together. So um, yeah, I mean, this whole thing, there's actually one other thing, but I, it's it's another surprise. There's just a lot of stuff, <laughs> um, which I'm really, yeah, I'm excited about, man. And uh, Dude, yeah. That sounds so sick. I know, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited to, to see what you think of the new material. Um, yes. Where can people find you? I want people to, swarm your social media profiles and continue to watch your journey uh because it still blows my mind every single day every time i see a new post from you i'm just like there he goes again up level (laughs) (laughs) like okay i appreciate it yeah where can people find you yeah so pretty simple uh just my first and last name so it would be luke strage um and that's on instagram and then also YouTube cool. is the main two outlets. That Luke Strege, S-T-R-E-G-E, right? 
Yes, okay. S-T-R-E-G-E. Okay, cool, guys. Um, well, anyways, Luke, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, your story is incredible. Um, I mean, 23 years old, married, divorce, full-time yes. job in the corporate world, college loans, and yet you're still fucking doing it, man. I mean, it's. I don't know if you've like looked back and kind of said that to yourself, um, I don't know if you have yet, but I really would. And I would take yourself out to dinner and, and pat yourself <laughs> on the back. I swear to God, man. Um, it's like, it's, it's, that is not easy what you're doing right now. It's not mentally, emotionally, um, financially, you know, um, it's, it's really inspiring. And anybody that's listening right now that has gotten a lot out of this, um, and that has been impacted by Luke. I really want you guys to take a screenshot of the podcast, tag myself and Luke and, and tell us what was the one thing that kind of stood out to you. Did anything that we talk about really, really help you in deciding whether or not to take the leap? Let us know. We want to hear from you. Um, I know Luke wants to hear from you and let's get the conversation going. So appreciate you guys for listening. Luke, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Peace, guys.